in today's show. Let's go to the Western Conference to look at NBA trade deadline options, stashes, all that stuff. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter, as always, at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and we're available on all platforms. Yesterday, I did an NBA trade deadline preview show for the Eastern Conference. People seem to enjoy it. That's fine. That's great. That's what, that's what we're here for. So today we're going to go to the Western Conference, look at players most likely to be traded, players who could be stashed, remembering that the likelihood of this being accurate is very, very low. I know, I sell it so hard. I'm going to be wrong in nearly all of these. And the stashes in vast majority of situations are not going to work out. That's the nature of the beast. We are one week away. So even if you do make a stash and burn a spot for a week, I don't think it's a problem. Doing it weeks in advance is shit house. Doing it months in advance is ridiculous. A week in advance, sure. But you just got to be nimble. You got to say another tip, really, for next week as well is saving your waiver ads until the trade deadline. Like, don't make moves to start the week. We'll talk about this when I do the week seventeen preview on the weekend. But saving your waiver moves until the trade deadline is going to be really, really key. In anyway, let's um, let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dallas Mavericks. Some of these teams, it's hard to find great options. To be like, I'm going to be honest, it's just it's not easy. I think the most likely player they trade is Dwight Powell, and I think it'll be to get another center back. Porzingis' knees are iffy; they're dodgy, they're wacky. Um, Powell is fine; he's not great. He could be; he would probably be used with another player as a, as a you know, way to get matching salary in. Um, they probably do need another guard with the injury to Tim Hardaway. So could you just say, well, we're relying upon Maxi Kleber, Porzingis to get healthy, and then maybe we're throwing in um, Marquise Chris and Moses Brown? That's yeah, it's not completely inspiring. With Will Cauley Stein gone as well now, um, but I think Powell's salary just makes him more appealing to be involved in a trade. Not that he's going to have much fantasy value in terms of stash options. I think this is sort of related to the deadline, but not really. It's mainly the way that he's playing at the moment, and that's Reggie Bullock. With Hardaway out, he's playing 30-plus the last two games. Now, he, he was shooting at a rate which was ridiculous, like 20% from three and 60% from the line, where he's just never been that guy. He's been a, he doesn't do much more, but he's always been a good shooter. And that's starting to come up at the moment. So Bullock is an interesting guy to grab for the moment, stash, and then see what shakes out with this team at the deadline. I don't expect them to be significantly active. We've consistently heard the rumors about Goran Dragic heading there. I don't know what he would... Be. I know he wouldn't be a 12-team league out. I don't know that much. It would have an impact on Bullock and it would have an impact on Brunson. I don't know if they would start Dragic and Doncic together. They probably wouldn't because Brunson has been yeah, much better than Dragic. But it might have an impact overall on their numbers if that sort of a trade did end up going down. Denver's probably the team I've found, I reckon, the hardest to find who the hell they would trade. I settled on Faku Campazzo. Even though they don't have huge amounts of guard depth, he's been in and out of the rotation. He's been, honestly, one of the worst rotation players in the NBA this season. And 
he's just like I don't know what he's providing for. I don't know what he's providing for other teams, but they've got replacements there. Yeah, when Jamal comes back, it's Monty Morris. You've got Bones Highland there. Austin Rivers plays at the guard position. Marcus Howard can step up a little bit. So they've made a trade. They've or oh, Bryn Forbes, the other guy. I don't know where, yeah, where Compasso could go, and and what happens with him. But they do probably need a little bit of depth um, in the front court, like their backup center positions. Demarcus Cousins, who you can't rely on, you're hurt, not good anymore. Uh, there's Zeke Naji there, who I think is an interesting stash, just just to see if he can work into a larger role if they do deal, say, Jermichael Green. But it's I don't expect them to be particularly active. The stash guy is Bones Highland. It's all about gaining Malone's trust. I think he's better than Faku already. He's more dynamic than Austin Rivers and Marcus Howard. Pretty clearly, he's more dynamic than Monty Morris, who we know Monty Morris will just give us 12, 3, and 3 with one turnover and one 3 and shoot 47% with 82 from the line. Yeah, Bones is way more dynamic. He can drop in 20. He can have 7 assists. He can shoot 20%. He can shoot 70%. He's all over the shop at sad times. I don't really expect them to be carving out a role for... Um, yeah, carving out this huge role for Bones due to a trade. Um, that would be... Yeah, it would be great if he could, but yeah, he's probably the guy there. Zeke Nagy is the other name I thought of for putting into that area for the Nuggets. The Warriors. Yeah, they're, they're playing so well. So what are they going to do? You know, I was trying to go through their players. They wouldn't trade Gary Payton. They're not going to trade Damian Lee, obviously Steph Curry's brother-in-law. They're not going to trade Otto Porter. not going to trade Iguodala. Not going to trade their stars. They're, not, they're probably not going to trade Kaminga or Moody. So I think they've shown a lot. So I, I, I th- not going to, they're not going to trade Kwon Looney. They're not going to trade Toscano Anderson. I don't think. Um, I think it's going to be Blunty. Now, obviously, if he is traded, it's to a team that doesn't really care, because I don't know if he's going to play this season. To be honest. It's been forever. We're hearing nothing. He's had multiple knee surgeries now. One, yeah, in the off-season and one in-season. He's still going to tantalize teams with his size and his speed and his athleticism. He's going to whatever the opposite of tantalize is with his basketball IQ. But I don't really see how he helps this team. And they need help now because they want to win. The stash option I've got is Moses Moody. Mainly because I want to do this. When you look at Modi Moody, Modi Moody, 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 Also because I think he's bloody good, right? I don't know where the role is for him on this team, but yeah, him, I, I, I personally in the draft, and this could easily be proven wrong, but back in the draft, I would have picked him ahead of Kaminga. I think he can be a, ve- I think he can be like what we're seeing this season with Desmond Bain. That's what I think Moody can be. Maybe, honestly, maybe a better version. I think that's his his best case scenario. I would have picked him really high, like six, seven. Um, but do they stay? See, yeah, clear out Damian Lee. Do they stop playing Gary Payton? Do they create this rotation role for Moody through trades because he's that good? Oh, I I don't know about that. But especially in a dynasty format, I think he's going a little bit under the radar. Um. Moses Moody at the moment. I, I just, yeah, I, I think he's a little bit under the radar with what he's doing. Like, he's averaging 32 points in the G League, shooting 41% from three. Seven boards, two steals, a block. 
like insane numbers. It's only eight games, but he's crushing it. There is maybe something there for him, I think, this season. It, it's very long shot, and it's probably just deep leagues. But a regular rotation role, I don't think, is a crazy thing to expect out of Moses Moody. Bet online. It's got you covered all season. More props, more odds, more lines than ever before as football marches right towards the Super Bowl. Coming up in like a week and a half. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. BetOnline has pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live real-time updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2022 season. BetOnline is where the game starts. NBA trade deadlines, what we're talking about today. We're going to do a live show Thursday, February the 10th, starting at 2 p.m. Eastern on the Locked On NBA YouTube channel. Just search Locked On NBA on YouTube. Go find the channel, subscribe to it, and hit the notification bell. It's going to be hosted by Kim Becker. It's going to be analysis by John Corrales and me. Yes, me. Me and Johnny. We're going to be talking about all the trades that go down, all the real-life perspectives. I'm going to be chucking in my immediate fantasy reactions to any trade that goes down as well. So check out the Locked On NBA Trade Deadline Show coming up Thursday, February the 10th, 2 p.m. Eastern. Let's look at the Houston Rockets. <clears throat> now, we're, now we're talking. Now we're getting in business. Again, what they should do versus what they will do is always going to be a different story. They should trade a lot of guys. I think Eric Gordon is absolutely the most likely to get dealt. You could throw DJ Augustin into that mix. I think he's a guy that they should be looking to move. Gordon's the guy that I feel really confident is going to go. If I was them, if I was Rafael Stone, Christian Wood, thanks. I'll see you later. Bye. In enjoy your new team and, and get some wins. The Wild Thing, Jay Sean Tate. Even the Wild Thing's gone well. I can't do much about that. I'll see you later as well. Like we don't, we're all good. Off you go. Those three would be out straight away. Give me a first rounder for Christian Wood. See ya. Give me a first rounder for Tatey. Bye. Give me anything for Eric Gordon. Bye. Like that's, that's what I would do. I don't know whether that happens. And that opens up a ton for stash guys. We'll start with the number one stash guy. It's a delicate dance in just 17 steps. The delicate dance at El Prenshengun. I do not expect a Christian Wood trade. I don't think it's going to happen. But what I did see last game is those two playing together. And them talking post-game, Silas, Wood, Shingun, all talking about, hey, we're going to play together. All right. Let's see if it's real. 24 minutes and I for Shingun is 12-team value. Add him right now. Just add him and let's see what happens. It probably blows up in your face. It's probably dreadful. But it's a chance. Josh Christopher's another one to look at. I really like Christopher. Can he get the minutes over Gary Bird? And then can he just take those 30 that Gordon's playing? I'd hope so. A name to watch. And then if they do decide to trade Tate, which they won't, but they should, KJ Martin. I think KJ Martin's got real March blowout potential here. Even if they don't trade Tate, maybe they play him 25, KJ plays 28, and there's a top 100 run. Really, really like Shengun as a stash. I like Martin as a stash. Christopher's a little bit further down the list. But some real stuff could and should happen, I believe, with the Houston Rockets coming up here. For the Clippers, it's a tough one. What are they doing? Are they, they don't have their draft picks, so they can't tank. They've got Paul George and Kawhi Leonard's immediate future up in the air. We don't know if they're going to play. Um, they've got older veteran players who are sucking at the moment, like Marcus Morris. They've got Eric Bledsoe. There's Reggie Jackson. I don't think Reggie would go. I don't think Batum would go. But Morris has got a tradable contract. He could be... You know, contending teams could 
confuse themselves into thinking that he's good and trade for him. And I think that's a possibility. It also opens up a little bit of that rotation for you know, more minutes for Coffee, for Canard, for Batum. And for my man, BJ Boston. Now, Boston and Morris don't play the same position. Not at all. But it just enables other players to push up a little bit. Boston's a deeper league guy, and it would probably take a deal of a Bledsoe or a Canard, maybe, to really you know, establish him as 27 minutes. But if this season goes to shit and George and Lennon aren't playing, and they trade away two players, I, I think they believe in Boston more than Terrence Mann. Maybe, more, maybe not more than Coffee yet, but long-term, I think, more than Coffee. He's just a name to watch. The other name, of course, there is Hartenstein. Um, do they move on from Serge Ibaka? Well, they sort of already have at times in season anyway, just by not playing him. Hartenstein should play 22 a night. And if 22 a night is what he gets, then 22 a night is what you need on a 12-team roster. He is a pretty strong stash as well, but it could just blow up in our face. Last game, Zubats was out. He played 14 minutes. Made no sense, considering he played 21 the game before. He's always going to be a foul trouble issue as well. But they are a couple of interesting stashes there. The LA Lakers. Most likely to be traded. Well, it's got to be Talon Horton Tucker. Because no one, else, everyone else is a minimum salary. And terrible with no upside. Or they make too much money. You can fantasize about Russell Westbrook deals. I just do not think it's happening. There's no way that a Russell Westbrook deal is happening. Um, people love jerking off over fake trades and putting seven blokes in a trade and we'll send Westbrook here with three future picks and you send all this. It just is so, so unlikely to happen, especially in season that I don't think it's worth my time. I don't think it's worth anyone's time to be... People love a fake trade. People love a fantasy trade. And it's just not something I think is realistic to happen. Mate, I could be talking here on the Lockdown NBA trade deadline show and sitting here with my mind blown saying, my God, they traded Russell Westbrook to um, Dallas and going, what are you guys doing? I don't know why Dallas was my first option there. They traded him to New Orleans for Brandon Ingram as they tried to win now, the Pelicans, with stupidity, whatever's happening down there. But I just honestly don't think that's going to happen. I just, yeah. I just, I just can't see how... I just can't see how it goes on. Like, I think they're going to make a move. It's going to be with Horton Tucker, who has upside. He's 20. He's been terrible, but he's got a good contract. The stash guy, it's... Um, I think it's Austin Reeves. I really like what Reeves is doing. I think he should be getting every minute that Avery Bradley's getting, but he won't, unfortunately. Um, so that, and that's a problem for the Lakers. They're not playing their better players. Do they trade Avery Bradley? Remember, Avery Bradley was cut by the Warriors in preseason, and now he's starting every game for the Lakers. There's a reason he was cut. Because he's not good. Reeves is just a deeper league stash, but it's not particularly great. Yeah, it's not, it's not, he's not, it's not a particularly great stash. This one's not a great one either, and I'm, I'm not sure that you know, that's what I've said here is in the spirit of things. That's the Grizzlies. Most likely to be traded is Kyle Anderson, I think. Anderson's got his strengths, he's got his weaknesses, and he's in a pretty strong role. For this team wants this team wants a title. Let's get nothing mixed up here. They want to win right now. They could make some really big moves. I don't think they will, but I think the most likely guy to move on is Anderson, who fills the role, but he's a great option to help fill salary to get other guys in. If he does move and they consolidate a few of their assets to bring back a bigger name player, 
We've seen what happens when Anderson's out. Brandon Clark's value steps up. Well, the way things sit, I don't think Brandon Clark's a 12-team league player currently right now with a healthy team. We've seen the last three games, like 18 minutes a night and not worth it. But you hold him, you keep holding him despite this poor production. And you think if Anderson is traded, then all he needs is 23. It's only four minutes difference, but getting those 23, it might even push to 25, is enough for Clark to become that 12-team must-roster player. So he's a, he's a hold at the moment. He's a stashy hold sort of guy to see what happens. It, it, nothing might change here. Like Anderson might not get dealt and Clark stays at an 18-minute-a-night role and you go, okay, we'll see you later. But that's probably the one I look at. Let's go to Minnesota. I think the most likely player to be traded there is Malik Beasley. Edwards, Russell, Towns are safe. Vanderbilt's safe. McDaniels, I think, is pretty safe. I think Beverly's pretty safe. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know who's taking on Beasley in that contract. He's been honestly horrible this year. And I don't know what sort of player they're looking to get back in that sort of a deal either. But I, I, they would not be sad to lose him. They have got ready-made replacements there already. So that ready-made replacement is Jalen Noel. I think the only thing keeping Noel from being a 25-minute-a-night player is Beasley's contract, is that they feel like they have to play him 18 minutes. And if he's gone, they can just say, well, we know who our sixth man is. It's Jalen Noel, and he's playing... Yeah, could he play like a 28-minute Ricky Rubio sixth-man role that Rubio played for the Cavs this year? That's not impossible. He can handle, he can shoot, he can score. It's very unlikely, I think, he gets there. But he is a... Quite interesting option, I think. Yeah, I, I I think he's I think he's quite a good player. But I also know that Built Bar is the best player in the protein game or protein bar market with their delicious tasting bars that taste like candy bars. Why would you choose anything else? You wouldn't choose a regular candy bar because they don't have protein and they're full of fat and sugar and carbs and calories. You wouldn't choose a traditional protein bar because they taste like crap. They just they just don't taste good, and you got to just actually hold your nose to get it down your throat. No one wants that. Like, what's this crap? Like, no one wants that. Built Bar, it's the mix of both. Delicious, tasting like a candy bar, but high in protein, low in fat, low in carbs, low in sugar, low in calories. What a combination. The flavors are amazing. The nutritional profile is fantastic. And you can get it for 15% off. So head to built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. And get yourself boxes of Built Bar, which is the best tasting protein bar ever. Built Bar is built different. Pelicans. These dickheads are apparently looking to be buyers at the trade deadline. Why? Oh, we've got to make Zion happy. Dude, he's leaving anyway. Like, he does not want to be there. You all know that. This is like trying to trade for Omar Ashik to you know, keep Anthony Davis as a winner in year two. It's not going to work out. Being a buyer now is not going to work out either. They are fooling themselves. So I don't know what's... All I know is I feel confident that I'm going to laugh at something that the Pelicans try to do or do do on um, trade deadline day. I think the most likely to be traded is Josh Hart. And it will probably involve getting CJ McCollum, is my guess. Could it be Hart and Devontae Graham that move? Maybe. I, I think whatever team Josh Hart ends up going to, if he ends up going to a team if he ends up getting traded, will reduce his value. He's playing like 36 minutes a night. He's rebounding everything. He's actually initiating offense. He's not going to have that freedom, I wouldn't think, on another team. 
He'll probably play 28 minutes a night, and if he does get moved, he'll probably drop out of 12-team discussions. Probably. You wouldn't drop him straight away, and you'd, I'd want to see what happens in, in the deadline situation. But I think he's most likely to move. Valanchunas could go, but they brought in Valanchunas. They signed Valanchunas to an extension so he could play next to Zion. Now, I think that was stupid on the face of it, but they haven't even seen it work together yet. So I don't think they'll be like, we've committed to getting him in. We've committed to extending him, but we're not going to see how it works out together. Now, if they had an opportunity to trade Valanchunas and get Miles Turner, they'd be absolutely stupid to not do that because Turner is the perfect fit next to Zion. And they can just sit there and play with each other's broken foot until the end of the season and come back next year ready to go. And that would be an absolutely dynamic pairing. Yeah, and they, they, they should pull that button straight away. Pull that button, pull that lever. Push that button. That's what I'm trying to say. Um... Stash option to me is Jose Alvarado. Is he already better than Devontae Graham? As a three-point shooter, probably not. But as an overall player and where he fits, maybe. Would Willie Green have the balls to make the change after they just brought Graham in as the sort of compensation replacement for Lonzo Ball? I don't know if he'll have those balls. But he had the balls to start Herb Jones and just push Nikhil Alexander-Walker to the bench and say, you're shit, you're not playing much. So just watch Jose. I think he's an interesting um, an interesting option here, deeper leagues. It might even be 12-team, to be honest. The Thunder. We all know they're going to want to trade, and it's going to be for draft picks. I know that joke's old, but they'll try and extract draft picks. And also, I think Derek Favors is going to be most likely to be dealt. Like, if they could... If someone wanted to take a Teo Maladon, I don't think they'd have a problem. Ty Jerome... Maybe even Pokashevsky. I don't think they'd trade him, but yeah, those other guys, I don't think they're that keen on those. Isaiah Roby. I think Favors is the most likely guy they'll be looking to move. Whether anyone wants him or not, I don't know. But they'd be most likely looking at that. And they'd maybe want to get a couple of seconds back in a deal. I think the stash option here is Darius Baisley. And it's only for the reason of his defensive stats. He's never going to be a good shooter. But if he could get to 30 minutes, because I'm worried a little bit about Aaron Wiggins' ankle. He sprained it very late on Wednesday. And I reckon that might be weeks, not days. I don't know. We haven't heard an update. I am worried about that. So if he is out, Baisley might have to go back to starting. He might play 30 minutes. He might average eight rebounds and 1.7 blocks. And that has enough value there. He also might shoot 30% and average nine points, which is shit house. But he might do those other things. So with the maybe trader favors, which means Robinson Earl has to play exclusively center, with maybe a long-term injury for Wiggins, if you are looking for blocks and rebounds, absolute caveat, and don't care about bad shooting, maybe Baisley has that value. Maybe. The Phoenix Suns. I think most likely to be traded is Dario Saric. I know he's not going to play this year, but it's just about them using him as salary filler, along with the draft pick, to upgrade their team now. I think they probably need a little bit of help on the wing, yeah, Payne and Shamit are out at the moment. Nader has been out for a while with his knee injury. So they don't really have much behind Mikhail Bridges, considering Cam Johnson's playing almost as a four exclusively. Maybe they want to upgrade that four position. And Sharich is a guy that might head, I don't know, to San Antonio for maybe someone called Thad Young. Who knows? To help me. And maybe that pushes Cam Johnson back to the three a little bit more. Um, so I think he's most likely to be traded. The stash option there is Cam Johnson. I don't know what their plans are. They should start him over Crowder, but they won't. Could they? Could he be involved in a big trade? 
where they send him out to a team where I think he might, if he found a large enough role on, on a on a different team, like imagine him going to San Antonio and just completely supplanting Doug McDermott, playing 30 minutes a night there. Uh, he'd be a top 100 guy very easily. So while I think there's a chance for him to push for more minutes ahead of Crowder, but also maybe as a part of another deal, he goes somewhere. I don't think they would, but I'm not ruling that out. Here's another team that's going to delude themselves into thinking they should build around what they've got currently, which has worked so well for 10 years. It's been awesome, hasn't it? The Blazers. Um, I, I keep hearing that they are looking to be buyers a little bit, but also selling off players this season. So not not tearing it down, not tanking, not rebuilding, but they, they're not adverse to getting a player like Miles Turner and saying, just take the rest of the year off, heal that foot, mate, come back next year. Whether What that involves and who that means trading out, like the three guys who are absolutely in the gun here, Robert Covington, who I think is almost a guarantee to go. Um, CJ McCollum, who again, cannot, I, I could not hear anything more about him going to New Orleans. Like I've heard it so much. And Yusuf Nurkic. I don't know where the hell Nurkic fits. And almost definitely wherever Nurkic goes or wherever Covington goes, their value will drop. CJ's maybe drop a little bit. I don't think Simons is going anywhere. The other one you could throw in there is Larry Nance who could move as well. There are a lot of moving parts here that I think you you could have four legitimate rotation pieces all gone with a bunch of new guys coming in and the team looking very weird. And getting in guys on the Andrew Bogut diet, like trade for a guy who's out for the season to tank for this season and rebuild for next year. I think it's a bad move, but maybe they do it. Lillard, don't come back. Miles, sit out. Um, oh, Yeah, Nurkic Covington, I'd be real worried about where their value sits. If you want to talk about stash players on the team, Trenton Watford's the only guy that's really given me excitement. Greg Brown's nothing. He's not good. Um, Tony Snell's terrible. Watford is a 20-minute-a-night, maybe push to 28-minute-a-night player, depending on what happens at the deadline. I wouldn't think he's a 12-team stash at this point, but in 16s, yeah, absolutely. And just see exactly where that goes. He's an interesting name to me. Let's go to the Kings. Um, Another team that's going to delude themselves into pushing for the play-in when dudes just literally burn this stuff down. There is something... Now, I don't, I don't buy into conspiracies. You know that. And every time someone's out, oh, it's because it's a trade, guys. He's sitting out because it's a trade. If someone plays more minutes, oh, well, he's playing more because it's a trade. You, you can't have it both ways. Obviously, we know this. There's something fishy going on with Darren Fox, I think. Not that it's not hurt. I did some checking on this. Like, he does have some ankle soreness. But I reckon the severity of it might be being overplayed a little bit. I don't think the team minds him sitting out. I don't think he minds sitting out. I don't think he's particularly happy there. And it gives the team an extra opportunity to view how the Halliburton-Davion-Mitchell combination works. Something's a little bit fishy with that ankle. Most likely to be traded? I think it's the pencil, Harrison Barnes. Barnesy! I think they should be they should be inquiring about trading Fox. If I was them, I'd, just, I'd get Ben Simmons in and trade Fox for him. Not that I think the Sixers would want Fox necessarily. Um, I think Rashawn Holmes is a big chance to get traded. I think Marvin Bagley is almost definitely gone. So I think they should be making a lot of moves. Will they or not? I don't know. I think they could make some very terrible moves. But at the moment, Fox is out. Terrence Davis is done for the season. Or the other one, Buddy Heald, he can go easy as well. 
Davion Mitchell's the stash. We run him for the moment. Fox is out. No guarantee Fox literally ever plays again for Sacramento. I think he does, but you know, I, I, it's no guarantee. But what happens if Barnes goes and Bagley goes and Heald goes and Holmes goes? We could stash Damian Jones. I'm very into stashing Chemezi Metu. I think that if Barnes goes, that Metu is going to start and play 26 minutes a night and actually be a top 120, top 100 player. Um, if Holmes goes, Damian Jones will become an option for sure. Could they be in the Yusuf Nurkic business? That's possible. Um, a lot, I think, is going to happen here. The number one stash, I think, is Davion and then Metu. And then Jonesy, maybe. Let's look at the Spurs. Now, they do not make in-season trades until they made one this year. Their first one in about 15 years when they traded out Bryn Forbes, brought in Wancho Hernan Gomez. But there's another one sitting there that just needs to be moved, and that's Thaddeus Young. He's been sitting there all season. We thought... I didn't think he'd play a game for the Spurs. He barely has. I thought he'd be moved in the off-season, but no, he's still there. They need to move him somewhere. Um, he can have real value. Whether he is a 12-team league guy, I don't know. He probably needs 25 minutes a night to get there. And there are probably some teams that can give him that. It's just going to really depend. But again, we're a week out. There's no harm in holding a Thad Young who can be a top 90 player in 25 minutes with his assists and his defensive stats. He's a stash now for sure. And then lastly, actually the other stash, Devin Vassell. If they just open up some minutes for him, it'd be great. Lastly, Utah. I don't know what to do with them. Who is the trade? It's not Gobert or Mitchell. Can't trade Ingles. I think it would have been him otherwise. Who's going to want that? Um, expiring contract who can't play. Maybe he's included somewhere just to help facilitate a deal. Maybe it's Bogdanovich. Their perimeter defense is horrible. And he's a big part of that. He's been up and down with his shooting. He's dealing with his finger issue. I don't expect him to go. But I think it's possible. The stash guy there is probably Trent Forrest. I think it looks really good. And with Ingles out, maybe there is a role for him that's 25. Probably isn't. Ingles was only playing 25. But that's a deeper league stash. I don't think they're going to be particularly active. I think they should. And if they are, Bogdanovich will probably be one of the guys that has to be involved. That'll do it. Guys, what did you think? Let me know down in the comments if you are here on YouTube about the trades, who you think is most likely to be traded. If there's something you disagree with me on, hey, drop that in the comments as well. You can also follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you are here on YouTube, give us a thumbs up. Leave your comment down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.